Good morning. It's a pleasure to be here um, on this wonderful day. Before I start talking about today's scripture at um, the other church, in their bulletin, I gave each person a handout about the new homeless mission that we have in Elwood. Um, if you're familiar with the city, it's just off the main street of Highway 28, um, just a block south of the one of the big churches there, East Main Street Christian Church. It's the former office of Dr. Beekler. And the church is renting that office to the homeless mission for a dollar a year. It is open from two to six every day to minister to the homeless and near homeless in the city of Elwood. Now, some people always say there are no homeless. Yes, there is. There is in Alexandria as well. There are people who are homeless and what I call near homeless. That is, women who stay in an abusive relationship with a man in order to have a roof over their heads for themselves and their children. I call that near homeless. People who are couch surfing every night, pretty close to being homeless. Um, and one of the missions, it's called Harmony House Mission, and it's an outgrowth of Harmony Christian Church, which is north of Elwood on Highway 13. One of the things that their leader, Doug Perkins, has said is God intends for nobody to be homeless, to be hurting, to be suffering, to be hungry. No, God does not intend for that to happen, does not want that to happen. And that really resonated with me because I thought that's really true. Um, so if you're ever in the area and have time, it's open every day from two to six. Anybody can drop in at any time during those hours and see what's going on. I do like that, it is very transparent. There are no secret rooms or rituals or anything like that um, associated with it. So it's a good thing. Well, today is Christ the King Sunday. And it hasn't always been a Sunday for centuries. A special, it hasn't always been a celebration for centuries. In fact, it wasn't until the 1920s that the Pope designated it to be a feast day. And it, he designated it to be October 31st, which we know is Halloween. Well, that didn't work out very well for many reasons. So, in the 1960s, it was changed to be the Sunday before Advent begins. So Christ the King Sunday today is the last day of our liturgical year. And it's where we have elevated Christ to the position of king. Think of what's happened. Christ born in a lowly manger, living a very modest life, 
uh, then crucified in an undignified manner on the cross. But if you listen to the gospel, they did have a sign over the cross that said, I am the king of Jews. And one of the other men on a cross mocked Jesus and said, if you're the king of the Jews, save us. So we see that idea of being a king, although in a way that we hadn't thought of. But through the church year, Christ does become a king, and I hope a king in our own lives. Now, let's think about kings and queens today. If you're a fan of Downton Alley, Abbey, sorry, <laughs> Alley, I'm thinking of the Harry Potter Diagon Alley, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> uh, Downton Abbey, uh, that takes place around the time of World War I, a little bit after. Uh, they prepare for the visit of the king and queen. No expense is spared, even though they're kind of tight on the budget. They don't want people to know that. Um, no expense is spared. The king and queen are going to be there for 24 hours. Every, everybody gets ready just like we should be getting ready for our king too. Now, the fascination with kings and queens in England is phenomenal. My mother had um, a pen pal from World War II on who lived in England and they revered the king and queen so much, never said a word against them or anything. Uh, even in this country, um, you can't check out at the supermarket without hearing, looking at a tabloid about uh, Meghan and Harry. And now it seems that uh, Prince Andrew has given them plenty of stuff to talk about that's not very flattering to the monarchy. Um, so, um, in Downton Abbey, they're preparing for the um, king and queen. And we also need to be preparing for our king. If you listen to the first scripture from Jeremiah, Jeremiah was a prophet in the Old Testament about 600 years before Christ, and he warned the people that they weren't living the lives that they should be living. They had kings that were exploiting the people, uh, kings that were rich because they made the people work for next to nothing and then took the profit from uh, their labors. And he warned them something bad is going to happen. Well, something bad did happen. They were driven into exile. They later came back uh, and had a much better experience with their kings. What we need to think of uh, as with Jesus our king is Jesus as a shepherd. He gathers us together, especially those most likely to be left behind. Jesus the king who's willing to speak truth to power. 
and Jesus the Good Shepherd who bids us lay our burdens down and to come to him for rest. Now this kind of shepherding is costly. The kings of the world resist it because it takes power away from them. But we see this on the cross, the battle between worldly kings and the divine king, corrupt shepherds and the good shepherd, between the way of love, which happens through forgiveness, compassion, and peace, words that we heard in today's canticle, the way of greed, evil, and fear. We're about to enter the season of Advent, four weeks of preparation to receive our king. What does it look like for us to prepare? We probably aren't going through the same rituals as Downton Abbey's residence where we're polishing silver or obsessing about how our house looks or finding the latest foods. We're preparing for a visit from royalty who always greets us with forgiveness, acceptance, and love. A visit from a king who humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death on a cross. A king who prefers the company of the lost, the lonely, the least, and the last. A king who can hear the cry of the criminal and the cry of the desperate. Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. That's what the one criminal said on the cross. A king who promises from the cross, truly, I tell you, this day you will be with me in paradise. Amen.